<clears throat> Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of our leaders, which we usually have Tuesday mornings live at 11.30 a.m. with First Seder Bis Medrash. Due to a conflict, I was not able to give the shear yesterday, so we're giving the shear today on Wednesday. A special welcome to our Torah. Anytime viewers and listeners will Bez Hashem be joining the shear. Shiurim for Chaydish Cheshvan have been sponsored by my family, the Gross, Londoner, and Newman families, Lili Nishmas, Rabarye ben Reb Tzvi, Mr. Newman, Mr. Arye Newman, whose yard site was on Monday, Vav Cheshvan, and Lili Nishmas, my mother, Alea Shalom, Hindu Bashmul Hakayan, whose yard site was yesterday on Zion Cheshvan, their Nishamais should have an Aliyah. So last week we talked about the Vilna Goyen, Rabbeinu Eliyomi Vilna, and this week we are going to learn about his Talmud, Reb Chaim Velazhener. And we'll see some things from the Gra as well. Reb Chaim Velazhener was Nifter, Yud Dalit Sivan, Tov Kuf Pei Aleph, 1821. <clears throat> Reb was born on Zion Sivan, the second day of Shavuos, in the year Tov Kuf Tes. 1749, which was the exact day that he was born in Valazhin. Not far from Valazhin is Vilna. Not, and in Vilna on that day was the Akeda of Avram ben Avram, the Gertzedek of Vilna, was killed on the second day of Shavuos in the year 1749, Tovkov And that was the day that Reb Chaim was born. His father, as we said, was named Reb Yitzchak. Later on in life, he had to have an official government name, Reb Chaim Velazhener, and he took on the last name Yitzchaki. And there's a family Yitzchaki that some of them are from this family of Reb Chaim Velazhener. In the Sefer Saras Elio, which is a Taldus and a Spadim on the Gain, so they have in the back there what they call the Miluim, letters, a little bit about Reb Chaim Velazhener. And they wrote over there, that Reb Chaim Velazhner once said to his Talmidim about his father, that the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah Daf Yudzayin says, a parnes, a leader, Shem Izgoel HaTzibor, that is a haughty on the Tzibor, Shalei Shem Shamayim, meaning he he uh, he rules, so to speak, the Tzibor with a heavy hand, not L'Shem Shamayim, will not see a child who is a Talmud Chacham. So Reb Chaim says we can be medayik from there, that someone who is Mizgoel HaTzibor L'Shem Shamayim will be Zoichet to a son who is a Talmud Chacham. And he said, and I have a proof to it. My father himself, he was the Parnes Ha'ir, he was the one, he wasn't a Rav, he was the Balabas who was in charge of the city, Nag Birama, and he also, we, he, he led with power, with strength, according to the Torah. And he was very careful that the city should not make it too overburdening for the poor people of the city who couldn't afford things. So he was noyeg, he was misgoed, but he did it, l'shem shemayim. And look, and he was zaycheh to a son who was a Talmud Chacham. Who was he referring to? He was referring to his brother, Abzamel of Elazhener, who we talked about, um, talked about last week. So that was the way Reb Chaim described his father, Reb Yitzchak. His mother was Rivka, the daughter of Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef was a rub in the city Piask, Peyud Ayin Samach Kuf, I'm probably uh, pronouncing it incorrectly, which is near Haradna. She, he was the son, again, Rabbi Yosef was the son of Rabbi Simcha Rappaport, who was the rub of Lvov and Haradna, a brother of Rabbi Nuchayim Hakoyen Rappaport, the rub in Lvov, um, Maizeda of Kreisworth, 
Zechrayin Alivracha was an enikol of Reb Chaim Akayin Rappaport, and he uh, he reprinted his chuvas. His sava was very similar to um, Reb Chaim Akayin Rappaport sava. So this was uh, Reb Simcha was his brother. They are enikloch of the Maramer Lublin Taisus Yandiv Lemaila Bakaydish. They say a story that the Shagazariya was in her house. We said this when we talked about the Shagazariya, and she was in labor, and she didn't cry out. And when the Shagazariya heard about it, he gave her a bracha. I saw the story with Reb Zamel of Elazhner. I had the story, story with Reb Chaim of So, <clears throat> it could be either one, could be which, whichever son it was, um, when the Shagazariya was there. Um, now, she also had five children. I remember last week, the Groz mother had five children. They wrote on her matseva, Aim, hey, bonim, semecha. They say the same thing here about Reb Chaim Velozhner's mother. About Reb Chaim Velozhner's own childhood in Rabbeim, we do not know very much, but we do know that he learned um, by Reb Rafal Hamburger. We talked about Reb Rafal Hamburger many, a uh, few years ago, or two years ago, Reb Rafal Hakayin Hamburger, the author of the Teres Yikusil, and he had been a Rav in Minsk and the region around Minsk. Volozhin is under that jurisdiction, and um, he was, so to speak, the Rav of the area. Repifal was the Rav there from Tavkuf Yudzayin until Tavkuf Chav Gimel. So that is from 1757 till 1763. Reb Chaim was between the ages of 8 and 14 when Repifal was the Rav in uh, the region. Now even though in Akdamat and Nefesh HaChaim, Rabbi Tzalev his son, goes through, and we're going to be reading a lot of that Akdama, goes through his father's life, and he does not mention Rabbi Rafal. However, Rabbi Chaim himself mentions Rabbi Rafal as his Rebbe in two places. In Chuta Meshulash Simen Chaf Aleph, it talks about buying dried fish from Goyim, that that Rafal Hamburger had made a custom not to eat them from the Goyim. So he writes over there, He says, I remember, this is Reb Chaim Velazhna writes, I remember when I was a child, I was about eight years old, when there was a gathering, I guess, of the region in front of Reb Rafal Hamburger. But he writes, I'm not believed to say testimony about what I remember when I was young. Especially, he says, I wasn't there. I just remember they said it over. So that's the first inkling we have that he had to do with Reb Rafal. It doesn't say it was a Talmud. But in Simon Tess, when he's talking to someone else, and he writes, He says, I'm getting this feeling from you. I think he was writing, if I remember correctly, to the Rav in Hamburger in that area. Rabbi Fall had already sort of retired because of his age, so but he was still alive. So he says, Rabbi Chaim writes to him, I see you don't want to go against the live lion, and he writes, Rabbi Chaim says, I, the small one, I served the Kayin Agadol, when he was in our um, in our country, and I am obligated in his honor and his fear, just like the fear of heaven. Surely you would think that I should not go against him, and we'll see what he continues um, a little bit later in the shir. So that was one of his rabbeim, Rabbi Fala Kayin 
um, Hamburger, the author of the Teres Yikusil. In the Akdamat in Efeshachayim, Rebitzelah writes, B'yoysel amaylam me'ar when he was over 14, Kava limudai imachiv ha'galdo Reb Simcha. So he would learn together with his older brother Reb Simcha, avigarisi yamami v'layla, and they would learn night and day and night. Was the Kneinu Sipralanu and our grandfather told us when they couldn't have a candle at night, they would use the moonlight to learn. Now, Vikiblu Oz Darka Shel Taira Mi Rav Rabbanon Goyin Hagoyinim Bal Shagas So Rabitzel writes that at that time his brother and himself they learned a Derech Taira. From the Rav Rabbanon going going in the Shagas and in a Haga on the bottom there he continues and he writes the Shagas and we had a shear on the Shagas was a Rav for a number of years in Valajin and afterwards he would pass through he would stay in Rabbi Yitzchak Valajiner's house for a few weeks and at that time he says that's when my father was about 15 years old we said this piece in the Shea on the Shagas from the love that he loved him and his older brother he taught them exactly how their learning should be in an order so he gave them a Derech Halimud so the Shagas by staying in his house for a few weeks, was um, was um, gave them a uh, a um, a mahalach in, in limud. The first time, I think, when it says that she gave he, that uh, the mother was giving birth, uh, the shagasai was the rub at the time. So if I remember correctly, it works out better that it was Reb Zalmula of Lajaner. If I remember the years, I have to go back in the Shagas share I don't remember exactly. But if I remember the years work out then. And it seems that Reb Yitzchak used to want the Shagas to learn in his house. So that's why he was learning in the house when she, um, in the, while, she was giving, while she was giving birth. Um, it's not clear exactly what age Reb Chaim got married, but he married his wife. His Rebetzin was Sarah the daughter of Abari Leib Ginsburg, who was called Reb Leib Kasvan, Kasvan's like a writer, Kaf, like from the Lashon Ksiva, he was one of the Chashuvim of Vilna. And she for many years had a, either a factory or a store or a business selling textiles for Parnassa, as we'll see later in the Shir as well. Now at the age of 19 is when Reb Chaim first went to the Vilna Gain. And the story goes that he told the Vilna Gain that he chazered Seder Mayed 19 times, and it's still not clear and sharp in his mouth. It's not mechuvar or mechudad b'fi. And the Gra looked at him and said, with 19 times he wanted to be clear. So Rav Chaim said, well how many times? 101? So the Gain told him, ain't l'dover zir cloud, there's no shear at all. All your life, you always have to be constantly chazering and chazering and chazering, and then it'll be sharp and clear. <coughs> now, Rabbi Yisrael from Shkolov, one of the, another Talmud of the Gra in his Dakdamatiz Sefer, which is a Pirush Amasech the Shkolim Taklin Chadatin, he writes about Reb Chaim Echad Habar Tartin Vest and Shnin when he was two, 22 years old. He had already learned all of Shas and everything connected to it. In the Akdama to Nevishachayim, Rabbi continues and says, When he was 25 years old, he already knew all of the Shas. 
And at that time he was learning Torah with his brother, and the both of them together learned Torah from the Vilna Gain. And he, so to speak, gave from his Ruach, shared it with them. Ashrei Ayin Rasa Kalela says Rabitzala, fortune is the one who saw all of this. And he continues, Besides for the learning, he is being Mashamish, his Rabbi the Chasid, meaning the Vilna Gain. And he enlightened for him the roads of Taira, Beniglo, Venistar. And like the days when he learned in front of him, he learned with fear and with shaking and with sweat. Rabbi Itzla says, So too later on when he would teach when Rabbi Chaim would teach his children as Talmidim, you could see the fear of his Rebbe. As if he's standing right in front of his Rebbe was also, anytime he would mention him, it was as if he was standing in front of him and shaking, having Marseille called Gufe, his entire body would tremble when he would think and talk about his Rabbi the Vilna Gain. <clears throat> his well known is the Vilna Gain's Talmud Muvuk and Akdama Tabir Agra that we talked about last week in Shulchan Aruch. His sons over there write seven of the primary Talmudim of the Gain and the Rishon is Rav Rab Chaim. And also in Saras Aliyo, Talmud Muvuk, Shell. This is the going son writing a hesped. He said that Reb Chaim was a Talmud Muvuk of my father. Now, Reb Chaim Velazhner also wrote a Hakdama to the Bir Agra and Shulchan Aruch, and he writes over there, Even though his, he talks, he writes, his words are very, uh, very short, very brief, like stars that seem to be small, but but the whole world is really standing under those stars. Stars are gigantic. The same thing is with the words of the Gra. And he says, I'm the small one to be called his Talmud. I'm only like a grasshopper amongst this giant of giants. <clears throat> With the little little bit that I had that I was Zaycha to be Meshamashim. Now, <clears throat> in Chutam Misholosh that we mentioned before, Simintes, where he was telling this Rav that I see you don't want to go against the words of Rafal Hamagar, he continued and he writes, and he said, me, I learned by him. I already learned from him. That you don't give covet when it comes to learning. So you have to, even if you don't, if someone bigger than you says, and I think Rav Chaim Lajner in, in Ruach Chaim talks about this, that even when it comes to someone bigger than you, when it comes to Torah, you have to stand up for what you feel is right. And he writes, he says, and when my Rebbe was still here, the light, the sun, so to speak, of Rabbeinu HaGadol, sometimes I was able to tell him my words, and he would make clear to me what the halach is. And after the son of that tzaddik has already said, Leslie Rabbah Bemasa, I don't have a Rebbe in the city. So, but he goes over there to show that he he's, was Makabal from the Gain, that he, even if it's his Rebbe, if it's someone greater than him, he's able to argue on him. 
Now in Cyrus Elio it says that when he was younger, he learned with the Vilna Gaim, but later on in life, when he was already a Rav in Volozhim, so he wasn't going to learn every day with the Vilna Gaim in, in Vilna. So it says there he would travel to Vilna three times, three or four times a year, and he would stay there for about a month each time to ask all his Sveikas and his Shilas in front of the Gaim. He says this went on for more than 20 years that he would make these um, uh, semi-yearly trips to, um, to Vilna. Now, <clears throat> in the Askama to Nefesh Achayim, from the two Askamas from Rabbi Shalmi Vilna, he writes, uh, And Rabbi Chaim went to the ways of his Rabbi, Mareinu Rav Eliyomi Vilna, And one of the things was to give, to give his life, so to speak, up, to make sure he's Mikhaim all the things the Rabbanan said. And we said last week stories about the Vilna Gain to make sure how Makbid and Halachi was. So it's interesting, a similar thing with Reb Chaim in the Sefer Shari Rachamim from his, uh, from his Talmud. He writes, Amar Abenu, that from the whenever he understood it, he always davened with a minion. Rechaim Lajan never missed a minion. And he says, one time he was in a hotel. And um, and a lot of times the hotels were these uh, were outside, weren't on the, you know were on the road somewhere. And he sent wagons to all of the surrounding villages that people should come to have a minion. Shivevul Davin Mincha Betzibur, very similar to the Gra. If you remember, went out of his way to have a minion for Kriyas Megillah and for other things as well. <clears throat> Be'erech, in the year Tav Kuf Lamid Vav, when he was about 27 years old, he became the Rav of his hometown of Elazhen. Now, in Saras Elio, and I think we mentioned this when, on the Shia and Rufal Hamburger, that Rufal Hamburger had told his father before he left, Rufal Hamburger left the region, that he should make sure that his son, Rav Chaim, becomes the Rav. Now, according to the Cheshvin, he was, we said before, that he was Rav um, when Ruchayim was only 14 years old when he left. And he told Ravitzok, your son should be the Rav. And he was already on the wagon, and the wagon was already moving, and he had to stood up, and he screamed back, and he said, Leman Hashem, make sure Ruchayim becomes the Rav in your city. So, this is about 13 years later, he became the Rav in Volazhin. Um In Be'erich, the year Tavkuf Memtes, Tavkuf Nun, which is about 13, 14 years later, he became the Rav in Vilkemir. Um, in Vilkemir, which is near Vilna, and he was took over the place of Reb Shloima, who was also a Talmud of the Gra. If you look over there in the Biyar Agra and Shulchan Aruch, the second Talmud after Rebbe Belazhener is this Reb Shloima. If I remember correctly, the third one is Reb Zamel of Belazhener. So this was the second Talmud of the Vilna Gain, who had been Nifter and Tavkuf Memvav, and they didn't have a Rav there. And uh, they actually, they, they say that his seat was covered in a black sheet. They didn't let anyone sit there until Reb Chaim came. They, they made him the Rav. And he was, uh, seems he was only robbed there for about a year, a year, and then he went back to Volozhin. So it's not much known about it because it sort of got swallowed up in his Rabbanas in Volozhin that he started when he was 27, and he remained the Rav till the rest of his life. Um, now, in Saras Elio, it says that the reason why he was not, he gave up the Rabbanas in Vilkamir is because Reb Chaim had a minig, he didn't take money for Dine Taira. And it would seem, the way I understood it, that he didn't take a salary either for the Rabbanis. Um, now, we said before, in Volozhin, his wife had like a textile business. In Vilkamir, he wanted to have a different business, something to do with, um, 
with with hides and 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 when wool or something like that and people in the city didn't want it it wasn't clear why they didn't want it maybe they wanted you know that he shouldn't have a side business and because of that it says that he left he left the city there's also they say over Amaisa that he was that he, the one time the Gabe wasn't there or something and they asked him when the Milet is and he didn't know and because of that there was a shtukobizyonis and um and he left the city because of that, and because of that, he always told his Talmidim, it seems he might have made a Luach, and if not, he told his Talmidim, who became Rabbanim, always to make sure to know the Moilad, even though it's really like the Gabbai's job, it's not the Rav's job to know it, and he held a different gear size in the story, it's not Makiv anyway, so what's the difference? What do you have to say to Moilad? If you don't know it, better not to say it, it doesn't make a difference. But he told them that uh, Balabatim, I guess, it's a very important thing to them, and the Moilad, make sure you know the Moilad. Now, <clears throat> when we talk about his Rabbanus, we're going to read a lot from Nakdam and the Nefesh HaKhaim. Nakdam and the Nefesh HaKhaim, it says, This is a famous line there, where he says, that Rabbi Tzala says, This is what my father constantly was telling me. Man was not created for himself. Man was created to help others with all of his power that he's able to do. And that, says Reb Itzla, is how he lived. This is the way he, he was. Whether in Taira, whether in Darchi Hashem that he would teach, he would leave over his own covered. And, and he taught what was good for others. It wasn't about him, it was about others. So this was his Mahalach in Taira, in, 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 in his whole Rabbanas, was what's better for others. Now, Bechlau, throughout the, the, the theme, throughout the whole Akdama, there is his Anivas. And all this plays into his Anivas. And he says, Every day, he was very makbid, he gave a shir and parsha after shachris, yoim yoim, and it's interesting, they said, that anybody who listened came out with something. So somehow, Reb Chaim was able to give everybody what they needed. Simple people had simple explanations, the lamdim understood other things, it was a gainus that he was able to give the shir and make sure that everybody came out with something. And this mitzvah of giving the shir was so chaviv. She niach kol dvar v'kaidish. He would leave everything holy. He was so excited every day to go give a shir to people, even to simple people on Parshas Shavua. He would run there every single day, even while they were still davening to get there early, because he wanted to say, make sure to be there to say the shir. Another thing, he loved to give musr v'chal oizen. Um, anyone who heard it, his heart would push and melt from it. Now he says, but from his anivus, he didn't want to give uh, teichacha to anyone, so he actually gave teichacha to himself, and anybody could listen in, so to speak. <laughs> uh, many of us say that uh, as Rabbanim, uh, I shouldn't speak for other people. I say it sometimes as well. But here, this is clear that Reb Chaim couldn't give Musa to anyone, and it was, he was giving it to himself. Most of the Musr, says Rebitzala, was about um, being lowering a person's gavus halev, haughtiness, humbling a person. Then he continues and he says, His anivus was so great, from when he was young till he got old, he would make sure to try to be Mechaya, the low down, downtrodden ones. And it was not only it was with his money, he gave a lot of tzedakah, but it was only money. It wasn't only money. He also made them feel good. Was mefayis them with words. 
is another thing that is from the true um, humility. That anything physical was disgusting to him. Only with when it comes to ruchnius, uh, that a person is, is 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 should be proud of. Anything else, any other physical things, was nivzev nimes and when it comes to Darche Hashem, Lilchai Mechamte Shal Teira. Ikara Nava, he continues, Rebitzala, Shaloi Lahargish, Maisev Ataivim Shapal. Part of Anivas is that you don't take a lot of credit for what you've done. It's from the Rabbani Shalaylam. So, Ragil al Shainai, it was a constant refrain that he had, Shakol Chidushim Shemechadish. All Chidushim is Mechadish, whether it's Marashi Taisis and Chuvis. And he would be happy, feel good. Because it was a good shtukal taira, Reb Chaim would say, It was chayshish that maybe he's being over on nanamidivrei taira. What right does he have to feel good about divrei taira? And Echayamaktin sichloi, he would so to speak minimize his own seichel. Vidaito shvela alav, and he was he felt uh, very humble. Kamamaram zal ein divrei taira miskaimim al mishadaito shvela alav. So his son writes, that's why he was so matzliach in his learning because taira is miskaim and a person who doesn't take credit for himself. And in all his ways, he would minimize his own honor. Now we mentioned here, he said about his tshuvas. So, the Rebitzala writes, He says he had a lot of tshuvas. From his, when he was young till he was old, he would answer the Rabbonim of the Medina and the Gaini Hazman. Everybody passing like him. Now, where are all those tshuvas? So, Rebitzel writes, V'im kivav, and yisayin ha-rabim, ha-moin ginzei tshuvas she-gonzom nisru beish. He had them, so to speak, uh, put away. And they got burnt in a fire. There was a fire in Velozhin, Yud Dalit Ir, Tov Kuf. Tov Kuf Ayin Hei, which is 1815. And v'nisru fa, rachman al-son, Ir, half the city was burnt, and all of those tshuvas and chedushim were all burnt. Now, in the Askama Achayim, from... Um, from also from Rav from Vilna that we uh, that we quoted before, so he writes there about Rav Chaim and he says the lasukish mites aliba dehuchasa and he was zoycha that he was able to mechavan laalacha bechol tshuvaisav asher hirba lahashiv lechol asher yivakish tayrim epiu he was marba lahashiv there was he he would he it was uh, there are many answers many a lot of tshuvas that he wrote anyone who asked him bedvar Hashem zu halacha kemaisay anything he had many tshuvas people asked him and they paskin halacha kemaisay his talmud denachalas David in the hakdama to his drush is called base David he writes. Unfortunately, we were not zeiche to benefit from his light, and to publish his unbelievable, strong, and many chuvas. And listen to this lashon: We had before. Rabbanim medina seinu gaines maneinu. The Reb Shal said here belashu v'tarim ifiu. Menachas David says aloshin roiv kielus Yisrael asked Reb Chaim their shilas. So we have um, that. So, but all those, as his son said, got burnt, all lost. <coughs> now in Chutam Mishulosh, now Chutam Mishulosh is about twenty-five chuvas that are from Reb Chaim that were left. And not all chuvas from Reb Chaim. Some of them are back to Reb Chaim, so it's not even a full twenty-five. Um, that are there. But in Simon Ches over there, 
he writes, this is in the year Tav Kuf, Samach Beis, he writes, So we, he says that this door has been orphaned from Chachamim. They put on my uh, neck the yoke of Psak. And he writes, that now and they will not be matter with for any reason without my haskama hakala he writes therefore he says I decided that to myself to go and to be diligent on Takanas Agunais because they would not be Matar Agunais without the Askama of Rav Chaim Velazhner. Now it's interesting that when he, any of those Shuvas there in Chutam Misholosh, he doesn't write that he's a Rav in Velazhner. He never signs he's a Rav in Velazhner. Most of the times he writes Chaim Ben Rav Yitzchak Velazhner one time or maybe more than once but for sure and once Simon Hay writes Someone who's a Malamed. He doesn't write, with this is part of his Gansa Nivos, he doesn't write that he was a Rav Velazhin or a Shiva Velazhin. He's a Malamed Velazhin. So we have nothing left of the Ga'inus and the Chuvas and even the Chedushim of Rav Chaim. He also, his son in Nefesh Chaim writes, in the Kedam Nefesh Chaim, Rabitzel writes that he only wrote down things in Ragea Allah Chalamaisa, so he didn't write down his Shiurim or Chidushim like that if it wasn't Ragea Allah Chalamaisa, and the, that's why there's little bits from Talmidim, but uh, not much. Okay, the Yeshiva. Let's talk about the Yeshiva, because that's uh, Velazhina Yeshiva, is what we know Rav Chaim Velazhina for. In a letter that he wrote, so to speak, to Klai Yisrael and Tov Kuf, Samach Gimel, so that's 1803, he writes the need for yeshiva. He says, Yesha writes him, Lomai, there are those who want to learn, but they don't have what to eat. There are those who have to eat and they want to learn, they don't have a Rebbe to teach them. It's been many days, this is a generation where Torah is not so chaviv to people. They don't have yeshivas. In those days, every little shtetl had a little yeshiva, but there was nothing, and, and people stopped being machzik yeshivas. And he writes, If we're going to be quiet now, it's possible that in the coming days, Klai is not going to have um, uh, teachers, Rabbonim, Paiskim, and the Bismedj is going to be closed up. We're not going to have anything. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very uh, precarious time for Klai Yisrael. Now, everyone assumes that this was the beginning of the yeshiva, Tovkov Samach um, Gimel, because that's when he wrote this letter. However, in the letter itself, he writes, In the small, short time that I already started, It seems he already started the yeshiva earlier, and it seems he supported the yeshiva at that point um, by himself. And um, there were a few Talmidim. But then he felt the need, number one, I guess there were more Talmidim, <coughs> and he felt the need to reach out to Klai Yisrael with this idea and for support. Um, and he writes in the letter, It's now time to close up this breach. Who's going to be those who donate to teach the, the Talmidim? Who are the ones who are going to donate to be the supporters of Torah? I'm the first one here to donate myself to be dedicate myself to be from the Malabdim. 
Now his idea here was that, as he says, Torah was not Chashev, and he wanted to raise up Karen HaTorah. So in many yeshivas at the time, many places, Bachrim would sleep at, at, at Balabatim's houses. They would eat what's called tag. You'd eat in their house. But it was a chesed that the Balabas did for you. So like the, the yeshiva Bachrim was like uh, the schnarr that came, and there was no chashivas. So Reb Chaim was mechadish. He didn't have a dormitory, not like Rameir Shapiro in uh, hundred years later in, in Chachmei Lublin, who if you remember the shear from two years ago, Rameir Shapiro's yard set was yesterday as well, same day as my mother. Remember the shear from two years ago that we gave? That's what he was trying to accomplish also, that uh, to be made, to uh, um, uplift Karen Atayra. It was very mavuz in those days, uh, B'nai Taira in Poland. So, but he made a dormitory. But Reb Chaim was mechadish something else. They're going to eat by the Balabatim, sleep by the Balabatim. However, the yeshiva is going to pay the Balabatim to have them. So now they're making their parnasa from them. Adarabah, there will be a chashiva to them. Someone's paying for them to be here. That's one thing he was mechadish. He also was mechadish that you don't learn in the shuls. In those days, learn the shul. He wanted to build a binyan, a base hamedrish, that should be something chashiv. Everything was, his whole idea was to, to, to lift up the Karen of what a Ben Taira is. Now even though in that letter when he talks about the Vilna Gain um, and Dara Khaliman if I remember correctly, but he doesn't say that he asked the Gain about opening the Yeshiva, but they do say that he asked the Gain, some say they asked him twice, the first time he said no, the Gain said the second time he should do it, but you can assume it was with the Haskama of the Gra. He also, there was a Chiddush of like Kailal, because there would be Avrechim, who would get married? In those days, people got married young, and their their wives would stay in their in her in her father's house, and they would come. They would travel to come learn in the yeshiva, and uh, the yeshiva would also support them a little bit. Their father-in-laws would support them a little bit. So he was he he. This was the uh, this was his 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 concept of avrechim in Kailal as well. Now it's well known the Chavetz Chaim used to say that the Olam thinks the world thinks that you build the yeshiva with money. But Reb Chaim taught us, Reb Chaim Lajer taught us, you build the yeshiva with tears. Like his Talmud, Reb Yosef, meaning Reb Chaim's Talmud, Reb Yosef, the Rav of Aishashik, um, he says, um, he says, Eidos, he was there, he said, Reisi, I saw when they lay the cornerstone of the yeshiva of a Yostai, they tefillis of Akashas, and they lay this foundation with tefillis and Akashas of a Chiyos Rabbeis, and unbelievable crying, unbelievable tears that were flowing. And the Veld says that there were so much tears that either he was able to or he did mix the cement. Um, he didn't need the water to mix it, to, to, to make the cement. They were able or they did use his tears. Now, what, what, what he was mechadish in Derech Halimud in teaching his Talmidim, so his Talmud, Remoisha Katz and Ellenbogen, in his Hakdama to his Chuvis writes, Ashrecha er Vilna, fortune is Vilna, you had Rabbeinu Aliyo, you had the Gain, Hogilalon, Useider, Alimud, Ayosher, Beli Pilpul, that the Gain taught us a, a, a straight way, a glad way of learning without Pilpul. Veroiv Teirase, Masala Talmidai, most of his Teirah gave it over to his Talmidai, his Talmud, Marein Rav Chaim. So he continues, says, The yeshiva, by the way, was called Eitz Chaim. From those few days, that few ta'yamim, the short amount of time that I was zoicha to be nana from the Eitz Chaim, kibalti mimenu, I learned for Reb Chaim. Seder halimun haderech hayosher, the glata way of learning. Umasuli klolim, he gave me rules. Eich lahat liyazboki b'shasu paiskim, how to be an expert in shasim paiskim. Lohitzi, and to take out the halacha, lasuki shmeitz alibad hilchasa. So Reb Chaim was mechanech, the talmidim alpi the derech of the grah. 
Now, in Saris Elio, in a, in a footnote over there, he quotes, a Talmud of the Nachlas David, quotes the Nachlas David, who described what Reb Chaim Shir was like. So he says that when they would start a new Masechta, they would have six weeks before Reb Chaim would give the first Shir. And in those six weeks, they would learn the entire Masechta as a preparation for the Shir. And he said, when Reb Chaim would start already, the first mission to explain it, he had already touched on all the questions that the Mefarshim asked. And the half hour that he gave the shear, he gave so he touched on everything in the Masechta. And all the questions of the main Mefarshim and interesting, and specifically the Ramshif, he would say, he would have all the questions there. And he says, that to understand really Reb Chaim was saying you needed uh, uh, you needed a lot of hisbainus you needed to, 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 to be into it and think about it and the Nachaz David said there were only six or eight Talmidim who really truly understood all all his Ramazim all of the what Reb Chaim was touching on so it was similar to like we said by the Chumash here that the Pashat people heard the Pashat Pshat and the the more of a Lamdin you were the more of a Tamachachim you were you heard more so Nachaz Dava was saying only six or eight really understood the Shir completely in everything that Reb Chaim was touching on. Now as we know, Nefesh HaChayim, famous Nefesh HaChayim, Reb Chaim Lajna writes, the MS, that if the world would be empty from Tyre even for a moment, so all the worlds would be, Nechrav would be destroyed, there always has to be Tyre. And because of that, Reb Chaim was Mesach and Mishmara. So we talked about this by the Nitziv, that there should be learning for 24 hours a day in Velazhin. This is besides the regular Sidre HaYeshiva, which they were very Makbedan, but the night was divided into two Mishmaras. One Mishmar would go till Chatzais, and the other one would go to sleep at the beginning of the night and wake up by Chatzais to make sure that there was 24 hours always learning Tyra in the world. Who were his Tamidim? His Tamidim were the Goinim of the next generation. Some of the famous ones, the Nachas David, the Mishkanis Yankiv, Rabbi Yassel Slutzker, Reisif Zundel from Salant, I was like to be at his uh, cover a few weeks ago on Harazesim. These were his Talmidim, and he was Maimed Baruch Hashem, the next door for Kla Yisrael. Now, his son in Akdama, Rabitzel Navashachaim, writes, he, when he talks about the fire there and things being burnt, he writes, I wasn't commanded by him to print anything. Only for this was I commanded. The day that he was Nifter, he told this to me. Number one, with all of my strength to make sure to strengthen the yeshiva. And also, these little pamphlets, he told me from the depths of his heart, I should not change anything from his words, don't change anything and print them quickly. So these kontresim are what became the safer called Nefesh HaChaim, as we'll see in a minute. In a minute. That's the only thing Reb Chaim said to print, nothing else. Now, his son Rebitzel says, When he got older, he had a lot of Yisurim. It sounds like his money as well. He was makabal them with Simcha. And he always had a happy face. Without groaning at all. Because Anacha, as the Gemara says, It breaks a person. 
He says, but there was something that this Sadik was mitzaran. Because he was sick, so he had to pay a little bit more attention to his body and to feed it more so he could continue. And as we said before, Shru Anivas was because it was Nimas v'Nivza Be'enav, anything that had to do with his physical body. He says, before Hashem took him, these, these were his words to me. Make sure you quickly print these kuntresim. And he says, He says, I wasn't zaycha to learn, said Rav Chaim. But I had his kus to teach others and to give a kiyum to Talmud Taira. He was making Ma'ilam Taira. He says, The same way, since I wasn't Zaycha to Yerushamayim, Maybe I'll be Zaycha, people will accept my words in these countries. To be mashmish, to. to, uh, to, 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 to um, to in root or in in is there such a root, word in root? I don't know. To um, whatever the word I'm looking for is. I'm sorry. Lahashrish. I'm sure all of you out there are correcting me at the moment. Yiras Hashem v'Tera v'Avoda. Believe Yisrael Leiv Hamavakshim Darchei Hashem in the hearts of those who are have a straight Leiv um, who are Mavakshim Darchei Hashem. So he says, V'im ki bihu shaloyin is darasi v'nanashti kiflayim. So Rebitzler writes over here. He says. By the time he came to print this, it was already in Tovkuf Teidalid. It was already three years after Chaim Spetira. He says, I really wasn't, I, my father said I should do it very quickly. I wasn't Mazar's myself. He says, I was punished double. Why? Because he had a son who was born on Reb Chaim's first yard site. And um, a year later, and on Yom Shlishi Lemilasai, um, Yom Shlishi Lemilasai, he was Nifter. Um, let me just quickly look over here. Um, right. And he, he was named Chaim after Chaim Velazhner because he was born on his yard site, but he was Nifter B'yam Shlishu Melosai. And he says, in this year, Tafkov Beidalit, another son of his, a young son, was eight years old, was also Nifter. So he said he felt it was Einish Min from his father that he didn't, uh, he didn't print Nefesh Chaim quick enough. He says, he says, don't think that I, I didn't want to do it, I wasn't trying to get out of it. He says, but I, I, I didn't find time, I was so busy with the yeshiva, and he says, I was Mishayer, I estimated that my father's will would be that he wouldn't be happy if I pushed off Talmud Rabbim, meaning the yeshiva, because of the mitzvah of printing Nevashachayim. But he said, uh, it seems to me that I was wrong, but he said, I didn't do this because I was lazy or anything. And he writes, I called the Kuntresim Nefesh Achayim like the Chasima of my father in his Shuvas. Like we said before, that he signed his Shuvas just Chayim Ben Yitzchak But really, every Shuva sort of ends with like a Shtikel Bracha, and he ends off and always says something like, You should be Masich Benafshai, Benefesh Achayim Meruchayim. So he called himself always Nefesh Achayim. So he says, since he signed his name that way, that's what I called uh, the Sefer. He says, I also have in mind to, uh, to, to, to put together my father's shiurim on Perkei and I'm going to call that Ruach Chaim. Ruach Chaim. So, as we said, Reb Chaim was nifter on Yud Dalit Sivan. And the Nachas David says, 
he was born on Zion Sivan, so his bris was on Yudalit Sivan. So since a bris is like the day of Leida, so that's called his birthday, says the Nachos David. And HaGadosh Baruch Hu is Memalish Neisem Shel Sadikim. So he was Nifter on um, Yudalit Sivan, Tov Kuf Pei Aleph. And his Matseva, it's a long Matseva. Now, I was able to be in Valajan twice already, Baruch Hashem. And the Matseva is redone over there. And it doesn't say the whole Arichas that was on the original Matseva. I don't know why when they did it, they didn't re- rewrite exactly what was there. It's very simple Matseva now. But the original Matseva, the long poem on and the long Arichas on it. And it says over there, he was a Talmud of the Gain. And it says that his, he was a brother of Zalma. Zalma of Elajanar. He was a brother of Zalman. Like that was his godless. He was a brother of Zalman. And it ends off, Shavachayim L'cholchay, was Nifter Yom Hey on a Thursday, L'seyda Rahibin Sayarayin, Parshas Baloyzcha, Vahibin Sayarayin, Aaron Yudal Sivan Shnas, the year is Kalakosov L'chayim, that's Tavkov Feyalov, Kalakosov L'chayim, Tzchusa Yogin Aleinu Vakal Yisrael, this Rav Chaim as we said, was a Goyin in, in Taira, a Goyin in Chuvas in Halacha, and none of that is left. To us, Rav Chaim is the Heilig Anafesh Achayim, and is the Miyasid of Velozhner Yeshiva, which is the mother or father, however you want to say it, um, of all yeshivas and the yeshiva system that we have today. Schusa yogin aleinu, Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kaltov.